Stirring the pot with Drip Kitchen. Parallel universes. What is it? Love them. Um, for the people that don't know. I don't know. So my, what I've read is parallel universes are there's just endless use and they're all making different decisions that are leading down different paths and it's kind of like a butterfly effect like something you said yes to that in this life maybe you said no to and maybe that yes led to something great maybe it led to like something terrible I don't know but like just every choice you've ever made in life like there's an alternate you there has to be there's infinite possibilities right this is the theory obviously there's no this is just a fairy tale for me but I like that idea that's kind of scary. So it's like an infinite of like it could be the same you, but like we could not all be friends, right? And yeah, like, yeah. There is probably plenty of lives where um, we don't care for each other at all or know each other. That's a sad way of putting it. <laughs> I was thinking there's a successful Kim out there that I would murder and replace mm-hmm. if it was possible. Do you ever feel like dreams could possibly be a way to tap into these alternate universes? Ooh. Oh, that's sketchy because my dreams are like fucked up. Wild. Like, <laughs> you know what? That one could stay right where it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just like the idea of um, knowing that I probably made better choices somewhere else. <laughs> Do these universes have like the same laws though? Like they might not. Maybe not. Maybe Earth is kind of weird in one, you know, weirder. Or, you know, more weird. I don't know. How can it get weirder than this? I don't know. It could probably get real weirder. Imagine if dinosaurs didn't die. <laughs> what if in a parallel universe they're still alive? Yeah, exactly. And so are we. Could you imagine? With the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Hmm. We'd be considered pretty melodramatic if that was the alternate. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaur trainers in the year 3026 yeah. yeah it could happen i mean maybe I, I mean it has to happen it's infinite possibilities of course there's dinosaur trainers probably right <laughs> like anything's possible what a dreamy episode anything's possible guys what a weird cheery kim <laughs> you could just be a blob in another universe totally be a blob. like just a jelly blob there's an alexis blob out there dressed in all black <laughs> rolling around a little goth blob <laughs> um. <clears throat> a gloth <laughs> so if you go to a parallel universe you could then i guess see yourself right yeah you could totally like if they have it better take them out what but then does that does that dead you have to go back to the i mean you should definitely dispose of it properly (laughs) that's gonna freak someone out if they find a dead you and you're there like um i don't know i i would just it's pretty dark right i'd be like no i just dispose of my own body somewhere that wouldn't be totally traumatizing at all i mean this universe just seems a little bit better yeah sometimes (laughs) what if this universe is actually just like right now you're living a really long dream or what if this is your best universe and that's just how shitty the other yous are <laughs> do you imagine if this was actually the top notch like it was like yeah no this is you at your best and i'd be like whoa <laughs> definitely don't want to take another gam then 
and like everything you see in your world around you is the creation of your mind like all the i don't know wars and like plastic in the oceans it's all uh, because of you and your thoughts oh that's terrible all right that's a terrible way to think (laughs) i think it's um i've also have this theory that like people are gonna be like wow (laughs) they're so high they are yeah they're frying their brains (laughs) um I have this other theory that like, what if this is just a simulation, right? It's a fucking video game. And this is really diving into the rabbit hole. So forgive me. Um, But like, this is a video game. It's only been like 25 minutes. It's this fucked up game of life and you can take this off. And it's like a VR headset and it's just the future. And you have to like test this product that they're like, yeah, what do you think? And you're just like, do not give that to the public. That is heart wrenching. (laughs) Like. Imagine that if this was just all made up and it was just a sim and we didn't know the difference. Or if we were like the reality TV for whoever is watching. Yeah. Imagine if we were being watched and people were like, whoa. If we're like a TV station. Oh, that'd be cruel. That'd be a really cruel thing to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do you believe in fate? Do you think that you already have a path? Because I feel like if you think you have a fate, you can't really believe in a parallel universe, right? If you have a fixed fate, I don't know. I so mean, you believe it? No, I don't. Or think, do you think you choose? I think you choose. Yeah, I like to think too because that's how the parallel universe but would work: is different choices. Are you choosing your universe every time you make a choice, or is that one already? It's a fate set out for you because it's working every possible theory infinite. Are you oh already in a kaleidoscope? <laughs> And Could like be. each choice is like that kaleidoscope turning. Yeah. We're just, I'm just so does that mean no matter what you do, it doesn't matter. Like that would be fate, right? No matter what you do along life, you're still going to end up the same way. Yeah. That was just your parallel universe path, I guess. Oh, I hate this. I used to like it. You guys actually made me overthink it to the point of it not being fun anymore. <laughs> Sorry to kill your vibe. Or what if you just keep getting reborn into another parallel one? That's oh my god, that's hell, wouldn't it? Like the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, you you gotta keep doing it over and over and over again. It's like do better. It's like I'm tired. (laughs) You only know it because I, I was watching something on like reincarnation and all that jazz, and um, it was like little kids specifically tend to remember things about their past lives and they give like these accurate details and like they know how they were murdered they know how they died they know shit about like world war ii that they shouldn't know at like three years old because they're remembering their past life is like fucking i don't know but um also there's like this one little boy he's like five years old and he remembers that he used to be this like two-year-old kid who like got murdered and he said his name. He could point out his house. He knew which playground he went to. It was fucking weird. That's wild. I mean, they say at that age, like kids are still tapped into their past life, right? And you that forget, and just like abilities in general. You mm. forget everything by like by the age of three. You don't remember any of the memories like before that age. Yeah, it's really weird to think about. So you can see like the ghosts and the spirits still. Yeah, it's wow. creepy. Being a child is definitely a little creepier when you think about it. <laughs> Like, I don't know. That's so spooky. I had an imaginary friend named Lyndon, right? (laughs) And then years later, like, to me, I remember, like, I don't know, I guess I don't really remember, but I always thought that Lyndon was maybe a girl, but that could have just been, like, my imagination. Anyways, like, years later, after my grandmother passed away, I found out that we had, 
I don't know how it would be related to me, like a just a cousin or something, but his name was Lyndon. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that is really weird. Because that's such a weird name to like pull out of your ass, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, was, I, I thought it was pretty creepy when I found that out. Did you guys ever watch The Ghost Whisperer? Mm, who was in it? Um, oh, is it Jennifer name? Love Hewitt? Yes. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. My mom used to watch it because my mom's lame. Just kidding. <laughs> I love that show. Did you sure ever watch you it? No. It was she... real lifetime shit. No. Yeah, but some of the stories are pretty cool, like when she would talk to like the spirits and yeah. shit like that. No, it was I feel cool. like that's where I saw it. I'm not, I'm not gonna pretend like if you're like I watched the Ghost Whisperer with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> um yeah i've done the research i need to get high where's that lighter have you guys ever played ouija okay so i did do the ouija board yeah i've done Sometimes. a ouija board but i was asked to remove it from the house so all right <laughs> when i had a band we did the ouija board and my mom caught us and freaked out she literally freaked the fuck out on us oh yeah dude my parents got mad my parents were like, get that the fuck out of here. So I threw it in the trunk of my car for like fucking a year. I never played it here. I was always at like a friend's house. But I remember after we played it, I got hit in the face with a basket. And then they all told me that I was like possessed. And I'm like, I, I really think I just got hit in the face with a basketball. But um, okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just because it was just, it might have, it was probably nothing, but just shit timing and everyone's like, I fucking told you, Taylor's cursed. Yeah, right? She summoned an ex-NBA player. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say. Jealousy is normal. Jealousy is Normalized normal. jealousy. <laughs> Normalized jealousy, goddammit. I don't know. Like, I'll just skim through what I've told you guys before. Um, I, I think everyone's jealous. I think to say you're not jealous is crazy. Uh, jealousy is an emotion. Um to me, it's the same as mad or sad. It's just people's reaction to jealousy that kind of like gives it a bad name. Like I was telling you guys, um, you can communicate with somebody about your jealousy and it's okay. But like, if you react poorly, you know? I think nobody wants to admit that they get yeah, jealous. Though. It's because it's been looked at as such a bad, it's like an, a bad trait, an embarrassing emotion. But know? I think it's how you react to the jealousy like are you gonna go crazy and like freak out or are you gonna like communicate like you said exactly and like, how do you communicate about, about the um, jealousy I think if something bothers you and mind you I have rules about what bothers you this might not work for everybody it works great for me uh I used to have a bit of a temper maybe even you caught the tail end of my temper days back when I was like a teenager I used to just kind of act out <laughs> and now <laughs> you hear me now and it's like I don't know. Have you guys ever even really heard me yell since we've been friends? Since we've been friends. Like, I'm not a yeller. I don't think so. I think I've heard you get like upset maybe. But, yeah. yeah, I've cried and shit. I've like, seen you get mad. Really? But yeah. like not like angry mad. Because I'm sure you guys think you've seen me get mad, but you've never seen me get like seen you get a little grumpy. Angry mad. Seen you get a little cranky. <laughs> but yeah. She's um... seen me mad. <laughs> oh, I've seen I... Alexis mad. Alexis gets mad quick sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I don't like hide my emotions whatsoever. I don't know. I'm really bad at that. I do. I So my rule with like how, what you should react to is I personally go by like a 24 hour rule. Like something happens and it's not something I need to immediately talk about. I give it 24 hours and normally most of the time I really don't care after 24 hours. Like I really don't like and then I realize, wow, that could have been an argument for for what 
like for what reason I would have been over it by the next day so like if and if it's a big deal and it bothers me past 24 hours then I address it so it's like mini bottling like nips like just nips of my emotion and then I just toss them away and go oh I actually didn't care about that one <laughs> it feels healthy I used to be a very angry person and the fact that like I I feel rational as a 30 year old like yeah. I just feel like ah oh, is it worth it maybe I'm tired <laughs> I feel like I internalize my anger and just use it as motivation to do crazy things like like crazy good things okay not I was like, like a wild shit out of it. <laughs> like no like I'm like that soda that like you can shake up and I'll be fine for a while and then eventually I just <laughs> someone's just gonna pop, pop you open at the wrong time <laughs> hope it's not me yeah i fucking this is why i'm real quiet around taylor she's really scary (laughs) i love that the theme is always going to be that you're somehow like abusive to us um either really nice or the opposite yeah though it just makes you look like you're really nice to everybody else but you have a dark side (laughs) really unstable then i guess (laughs) yeah this is why we don't have video on our podcast let's see what we look like (laughs) um yeah i don't know jealousy i just don't think we should be embarrassed by it. i think we should just be better at communicating i guess do, what about like when it comes to social media do you think that makes jealousy oh, worse like in a not romantic way i feel like social media is literally our egos like everything that the we, good side like all the good all the good but it's like the only thing you want to present you want to present like this perfect picture to the world or this like image of yourself to the world right yeah it's like a personal resume like on how you are how well you do but isn't it all based off of jealousy in a way kind of I feel like you unconscious subconsciously unconsciously (laughs) subconsciously maybe uh see someone post a selfie and you're like yeah I guess I'm in the mood I'm in the mood for some selfies you know (laughs) then you take a few good ones you're like yeah and I've checked numbers before. I check the number of my likes. I'll be honest. Like, it's why, that's why it's there. These apps are designed to make us more jealous. And more yeah, you, someone could have on Instagram the most perfect life. And then, like, the reality of it is it could be terrible. Mm-hmm. And just they're not happy. Well, yeah. And I think people forget that. I think they're like, oh, like, this person does all these cool things. But, like, that could be a vacation post from, like, five years ago. Yeah. It's a lot of fabrication. I think it kind of just, I guess, patchworks of people's good moments. But why do you think people do it? Because it's like I said, like a resume, I guess, it's how you present yourself to the world. Like, you know, like it literally the world. Like, this is your approach. This is how you want to come off. Like, you're not going to show videos of you crying and shit. (laughs) Because like, you know, you want to be viewed like, hey, this is me. But then I feel like the evil world is, like, if you were to post videos of you crying or, like, something like that, now you're just looking for attention. Yeah. No, I've thought that way, too. It was just, like, along those lines. Um, I definitely... <laughs> but you know what, though? I'm not gonna lie. I recently did have a kind of an emotional thing, and I thought about it before I posted it, because I was like, oh, I look like shit and everything. But you know what? There's a part of me that's like, this is probably the realest shit I've ever posted on my social media. All my other shit is like, oh, like, what picture makes me look super thin and blah, blah, blah. And I was like dude you know what like it's probably a good thing that I post something that's not me all made up and looking great because half the time it's it's what you're seeing right in front of you now (laughs) it is not tight clothes 24 7 (laughs) in this end yeah I don't know I think social media is like 
can be used for really great things, but yeah. now it's good and evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. You can meet anybody in the world, anybody you want. Get to know them within 10 minutes of searching through their shit, <laughs> their resume, their Facebook, their Instagram. But how many, like, I don't know, just think of how many people get jealous of something they see on the internet and then like it makes their actions make them buy something or do something it like manipulates their actions i guess and it opens a whole can of like insecurities as well Well, not only that but it definitely is kind of also socially distancing us too from real people in the real world you know that's something i've thought about is like there's a point where you only met people in person and now it's like you'll know someone for years and then meet them in person especially in like all of our case it's like you can have like one of the girls that drives added for like three years and then be like, Oh my God, I'm going to be at that event. Like I'm going to meet somebody that I feel like I've known. That's weird. It's so weird. They're always so much more like multidimensional than just like the social media. I feel like you can only get so much about a person from like either typing back and forth or, you know, seeing these little clips and stuff like that of their life. Yeah. Everybody puts their best foot forward so you don't see the, like, the ugly, you know? Have you ever, like, looked at your glimpse of, like, your profile on Instagram and been like, hmm, I wonder, like, what I come off oh, to as other people? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I've done it multiple times one day being like, hold on, let me see. Okay. Yeah. That looks good. Cats. <laughs> it's really weird because when I went to, I went to a restaurant um, on Friday with Alexandria and Elizabeth. And um, while I was there, the, like, waitress... She was like, oh, like, are you Alexis? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, Memo, I follow you on social media. Ooh, and I'm just like, so oh, strange. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a really, it's made the world a lot smaller, but also you don't really meet people in person that much. Like, I feel like a lot of my friends have been like kind of through the internet first and then I got to know them, you know? it's just it's really fucking weird and uh it's probably super damaging <laughs> but that i think so yeah because you know what unless i know that person i really don't like phone calls all that much like unless i know that person like if i get a phone call now i'm like oh. but at one point that's all people talk through is phones they didn't text or anything like if you had shit to say you had to physically do it like i won't even give my job that respect i text them i'm like no we're past the days of me sounding sick. <laughs> I don't know. You guys know how I feel about I don't like social media. Even like the happy birthdays, I feel like it's not personable. Like I just I don't know. It is you say weird. happy birthday to people that you haven't talked to in years. Like for what? Just so I can't, I can't keep up with the birthdays. I don't I'm so bad. I have a birthday list. Sometimes I do miss days though. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I don't see it, but like I'll see like six people have a birthday that day. Maybe I'll wish three. Depends. Am I close? I, I just feel like it's not no it's not very um personable anymore yeah. it's like happy birthday facebook told me it's like you're not remembering your friend's birthdays you're almost like relying on facebook to remind you mm-hmm. and you're like fuck <laughs> it just makes us detached i think from like humanity in a way because mm-hmm. it's so e- like that's why it's so easy to be mean behind a screen because like you're just detached from People don't get their yeah, shit kicked in a day anymore. Yeah, you don't get, yeah, you don't get punched in the mouth anymore. Yeah, <laughs> running your fucking Magical. job. I don't know. I think it's just 
you get to hide behind a computer screen and like look all put together and fancy judge. and like you got makeup on every day and like <laughs> judge yep. on your Instagram high horse. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, it's so gross. And, and then so if, you do, if, you, if you do try to be transparent and, you know, post what you're going through, like now you're just looking for attention and it's just like, oh, you're never yeah. going to win. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I would much rather just like talk to you face to face instead of. Yeah. Messaging. It's just the weird world we live in now where it's like, I don't know. Like <laughs> I basically met Chet through like Instagram. That's fucking weird. We talked for a while and, um, I knew you guys knew him, so I knew it wasn't like a predator. Man, he first saw me on a forum and he saw my Tumblr. Oh my god, that's yeah. personal. Yeah. <laughs> Tumblrs right? are private. I deleted mine because I felt like I had way too much on there from a young age. I'm like, mm, the internet doesn't need to see 14-year-old Kim's thoughts. It's not healthy. <laughs> I deleted that shit. I was so embarrassed. She's like, oh, do you know this person? I don't know. I think I follow them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but like do you them. really know them? No, if you, you if you follow me and you've never met me, you can't say you know me because my you don't know is me. not my wife. <laughs> you, you don't know, know who I am. You sound, you sound crazy. <laughs> See true personality coming out. <laughs> She's got like a fucking attitude. Yo, episode 12. Yeah. The real Taylor comes out. I know. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, the story of Tay 240 with. <laughs> we should, yeah. A special uh, guest. This is crazy and comes clean. Fake's <laughs> oh, entire Instagram and Facebook life. Yeah. I have said this, though. This is how selfish I am about social media is I would love for social media to be gone by, like, tomorrow. I think it's it's had more of a negative impact than a positive one. Take that as you will. I understand I like technology, but hear me out. I can't just delete mine. I need like, <laughs> I need just like everybody to do it or I'm not doing it because I'm not going to be the only fucking loser sitting there in a room like my phone only makes calls now like and everybody's sucked into theirs. It's like either what is it called that wave that EV- EVP or whatever is it EVP fuck I'm gonna look like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like the EMP like whenever yeah EMP yeah. yeah magnetic yeah duh um um <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like I would, that would be ideal. I'm not saying like, oh, that would be great for like emergencies, but I don't know what to say. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got two minutes. So what but about like, the MP? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I could really go on about this. Um, Yeah, fucking, I just would like, in a weird way, that would be so ideal. Like, uh, if we could make like um, calls, you know, like, like a special one that's just like, <laughs> a, like just a fuck you. Like we're not trying to take you out. We're just trying to take away your toys. Like, Yo, it just, would just be the end of Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Can you imagine like, if we all, all stuff. had to live without it for months? We'd have to open up like special Ooh. rehabs for people that can't oh, be without. Would, yeah, maybe there could be people who are like there is like phone addiction, right? Of course, you, yeah. Is. Yeah. How many you... hours a day is your screen time? I was gonna say Mine's not that time. bad. Mine's not that bad. I keep mine fairly down, mostly because, especially, I use my phone to escape from work, like not from my personal or like weekend life. Like I'm really not on it that much on the weekend. It is literally just my window to the world from my horrible job that I'm currently at and leaving. <laughs> I should state that. Um. Wow. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Oh shit. Yeah, we should. You know who I'm jealous of? Who? Sweet Lou. Oh yeah. I'm super jealous of Sweet Lou because 
because he's ne- sweet. I've never met anyone so damn sweet. Yes, he really does live up to the name. Sweet Lou is the best. And he's super supportive, too, of the podcast. He's always, like, throwing us ideas and shit. So, <clears throat> hell yeah, excited to have Lou on to talk about clinics and why they're important. Why you should uh, go and take them more seriously. <laughs> hey, Lou. I get it right. Oh, here yeah, we go. There you go. You got it. All right. So how old were you when you got into drifting and how did you get into it? Oh, I was trying to think about this one. I think it was like right after high school. So what's that? Like usually 1920 ish. Mm-hmm. And I had friends bought two forties on a whim and I thought they were neat. So then, you know, I had to chase one down for ever. And I found a old Italian in my neighborhood. And uh, that was my first car and current car, actually. Ooh. So, yeah. Wait, so you're still in the same car? Still the same car from when I started. I sold my first car, which was a Mustang, and I dailied it for years until I blew it up. And then that was the point where I decided to take it apart and build it right. Well, that's pretty cool. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so it's going on 10 years of having this car now. 10 years? 10 years. Wow. Well, yeah, I feel like that's pretty lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was K for the longest time. And then I had finally gotten to the point where, you know, like the power just wasn't doing it and no knuckles wasn't doing anymore and <laughs> you look so menacing i found sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's just me no taylor she's got that her phone person? lighting up the bottom of her face and it's she so just looks menacing <laughs> she has like the light i'm just like i saw her in the reflection i was like oh my god that's terrifying for him well he's like describing my present <laughs> Dot car and no knuckles and oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not that it wasn't. I don't, I don't think drifting was that much different back then, but that was just the path everybody around me was like telling me to do. So I rode out as long as I could with next to nothing. And then I found a deal on a So eighty with an SR that I couldn't pass up, and that's luckily the KA blew up, and that was time to build it and put it together. Um, what advice would you give to somebody trying to get into drifting? I don't know. Maybe just do it. Don't even like think about it. It's, I mean, they're only cars and it's, it's the most fun you could have for your dollar, I think. Because I grew up drag racing and it's way more expensive than this silly thing we do. So it's it's a foot in the door to doing motorsports and not doing dumb stuff on the street. Do you recommend starting off with a low power car or more power? I would say low power. I think uh, starting off with a ton of power and everything is kind of like a crutch. You'll never learn the proper habits and what to do. I feel like you guys have stayed on the lower horsepower end. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I, I mean, you could do it forever. I mean, 
And not that I wouldn't say it's low power, but Wagner, Jimmy, and all of them are like the best example of it. Tim, like they're just all stock SR cars, and they drive right door to door with FD cars when they come to the track. But what about like the people that have like the A eighty six, like, and like you know, it's stock like KA two forty. I mean, that's not a lot of power. Oh, I mean, that's you know, I know you guys. Talk to Matt and Tim. That's where the beautiful, you know, the gearing comes into play. There's always a hundred different variables to change it, like tire size, gearing. Like you could always make the power work for you. But I mean, you for example, I mean, you've been shredding that car forever. Like I think you're to the point with your FRS. Like, I mean, more power will never hurt you because yeah. you've done everything with low power. It just costs a lot of money, and you go through more tires, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, <laughs> more fun now at some point. <laughs> At least um, I tell myself. What's a common mistake that you see people make? Um, I mean, other than, you know, listening to their friends and building stuff wrong, I think target fixation has got to be the biggest issue. For someone new to go out on track, you know, crashing is the biggest fear. So they go out there and they're like, you can feel yourself stuff going wrong and they look where they're going to crash and that's where you're going to end up every time i feel like that's how it was on the first turn backtrack with those big blue barrels i was looking at those until i finally i didn't hit them hard but gave them a nice tap <laughs> yeah it's like what we tell people as you're like moving up like you can't stare at the bank wall because it's where you end up you kind of you want to look where you're going so you now you follow where your eye is taking you Um, what is the bare minimum setup you think a driver should have to get started? Okay, so, so could be right or wrong. I think, you know, coil over so you can kind of adjust it, a welded diff, and then handbrake would be nice, you know, I would strongly advise it. And then I think a bucket seat plays a bigger role than a lot of people think in the feel and what you can do in a car. So probably just those three, you know, seat, coils, and a diff. And you could get out there and at least get at it and start start the process. Yeah, I feel like a seat is a big thing. I know I struggle with that, trying to keep yourself in your seat while you're Oh, yeah, you don't notice it. You, know, you, go, you get home and your legs are all bruised up. Like, you realize you're fighting yourself in the car more than, than you even noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to concentrate on what your hands are doing if you're trying to like position yourself correctly the whole run yeah not end up in the passenger seat <laughs> even now like with my seat my my seat belt still doesn't i mean it does its job but it's not like ideal i can definitely see, see why you'd want to harness so as far as like tires go i feel like everybody kind of like has their own brand that they go with like what's something that like people can like what's like the minimum thing that people should be looking at when they're trying to choose a tire i mean the tire is always going to be a limiting factor like i run the toyo r1rs and they've been awesome for me and a bunch of other people but like it's kind of a pet peeve like people neglect to check them like i can't tell how many times someone comes through tech with front tires that are 
beat. And we go, oh, no, they're fine. It's like, okay, they're not, but I'm, I'm an idiot for telling you that. So it's just tire on. Once you start pushing past that tire, don't just, oh, I, it works. Sometimes always look for the next stickier tire, like whatever tread wear the toy is, is pretty good. I think it's 300 or lower. I don't know. Do you think like uh, the brand and, makes any difference? No, well, I don't. I'm just, that's what I've always run. And it's, it's done me good. So that's why I stick with it. Do you have any uh, tips on how to initiate? I mean, it's all cir- circumstantial, I guess. I mean, you got to be confident. You can't ever go into it not sure of yourself or you'll, you end up in a bad spot. I, every time I go out, it's always the same point. I'll pull the e-brake to start or like I'll turn at the same point. It's always common. So, I mean, getting there was finding the point where you're comfortable on the track. What are some common bad habits that you see beginners have? Um, in addition to the target fixation, I think speed's a big factor. Either they're going too slow, which, you know, hurts them, or they're going too fast and they get to the point and they slam on the brakes and now they have no momentum. Like, go in faster than you think because you could always take it away, but don't, you know, stop the car. Tips as far as, like, how to break some of the bad habits, such as, like, crossing your hands or, like, having, I don't know, just, like, different bad habits. How can somebody go from doing those things to, I don't know. Using their um, I think a lot of that for me when I started coming around was like going for rides with the dudes that I kind of looked up to at the time. Like you get a feel for what they're doing, like, and it puts you like first perspective. Like I would go for ride alongs and not even look at the track. I just watch their hands and feet. So you get a, an idea of what's happening because, you know, the track, that stuff comes later. You kind of want to see what, what makes it work. So, I mean, anyone who ever has questions, I think, go, go up to the A-group dude in your town or whatever and ask to jump in. Do you think, like, doing the donuts and figure eights, do you think those drills are helpful for beginners, or do you think it's better to just get out there and try the track? Uh, I think it's helpful. I think in addition to the figure eights and stuff is what I've seen with most I guess any new people is just getting the car to spin out. Like they're all like, they go into the turn like, Oh, I'm afraid to spin out. Like, well, that's kind of part of it. Go out there and get that out of the way. Like, so you know what it's going to feel like. Don't, you know, be worried about it all the time. (laughs) It's going to happen. Yeah, for real. I mean, um, we're not, we're not going to car shows. We're out there to have fun with these things. You go out there and send it to Wawa and, you know, Dave Devlin will come up with a pickup truck and we'll pull you right out and it'll be good. That's yeah. to you, Kim. You gotta come out next this year. I gotta go into Wawa. Go into Wawa. That's you wishing me luck. <laughs> That's shitty. That's for grab a, grab a coffee while you're at it. Yeah. Kim, that go. Mid- coffee that you like. Go break a leg. <laughs> 
I'm uh, sure Chet's gone into Wawa. Chet, Chet's probably gone into Wawa. Probably fucking shoved Marley in there too. Have you gone to Wawa, Luke? Uh, Marley's done it to himself. Yeah, we've all we've all had our fair share of you know mistakes. That's you got to mess up to learn. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds cool though, you guys. <laughs> um, where are we? Where oh, are we? I I have a question. Is there like a proper way to spin out? Like, because obviously the ultimate end goal is to prepare yourself for tandeming with other people. Well, with tandeming, you kind of, you know, you got to be aware, like first, third, wherever you are in line, you just want to get out of the way and off the track as quick as possible. So at, if you start to feel yourself spin, I've done it plenty of times. I'll just throw my car into the field to get it off track and not be in someone's way. It's at that point, you know, to save your friends and your car from crashing. It's not anything else. There's no right or wrong. Just get out of the way. I mean, if you can keep the wheel straight from, you know, spinning the tie rod, great, but there's always someone there to help you. Um, should be should you be looking like where should be you be looking when you're a lead driver versus when you're um, following? Well, so lead line, you know, you're just running as wide as possible and just running your line. The second car, for me, I've always just looked at the car in front of me's front wheel. You know, you can see what corrections they're doing and anticipate what's going to happen. I'm not worried about what's passing because I'm, you know, I'm going to fixate on something I don't need to. So I just worry about the car directly in front of me. I look at the, like, right behind the front tire defender. You can see everything happening from there. Do you think you would rather lead a tandem or follow someone? They're both fun. I mean, you should, you know, be good at either. I mean, chasing someone's more fun. It's more, you know, exciting, but being the person to pull, pull a train of your buddies through a cool lines also is rewarding. Um, What's something that you wish that drivers would stop doing? Oh. <laughs> Sticking their hands up you know, is the most annoying thing ever. As a passenger or a driver, I, That's fair. I don't know why, but it just bugs me. It's no one cares. <laughs> I mean, that's that's me. I don't, I don't care to see you giving me a thumbs up or, or like the camera did. Like just just keep driving. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I guess when you're in tandem, though, that can be not safe, right? Well, it's. Uh, it could be extremely not safe. I mean, for the driver to not be doing it, or, you know, the media dude that wants to slap that passenger car hood. Like showboaty. It's showboaty. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Grow up. Cut the, <laughs> cut the confidence. All heads inside the car at all times. <laughs> so, probably on the wheel. I have a weird question. Do people ever get bumped up at clinics, or do you guys just do that for events? Are clinics not to be looked at as a place where somebody's going to get bumped up at one? can't think of anyone we bumped, but I mean, there's definitely, you know, we take notice to it and, you know, come the next event, if they're there, it's, we're more eager to help them and see if we can give them that push. But I don't, I wouldn't say it's not possible if someone's showing that potential, you know, it's, it's there. 
mm-hmm. can't really deny it. Yeah, especially since there's really no media at clinics. So it's like they're there for the right reasons. They're not just like looking to build a portfolio, I guess. Yeah. You, you, know, the, you know the reasons are right when they come back to the next event and they're still asking questions. That's good. That's my biggest pet peeve about clinics. You know, we sit there and we ask you, hey, anyone have any questions? You know, and it's crickets. Like, come on. We're <laughs> here for you guys. They sit there like they know everything. Maybe they're shy. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of scary dudes. Yeah. People just don't want to sound wanna dumb s- or like ask yeah. a dumb question. I don't want to speak or... up in front of the class. <laughs> I'm going to bother one of you yeah, later. Yeah. Um, why do you think clinics are yeah. more helpful than other events? Um, I think seat time's the biggest thing. You know, the clinics are limited to waste. So in which is always a plus but then all of our workers are out there to help so you got dudes that drive every kind of car you're not just like getting me i've only driven my car and a handful of them so probably not the best bet but there's someone out there that drives the same exact cars that can help you what is your favorite thing about the drift community um from well, I came from drag racing with my dad. So, you know, I grew up on the other side of Raceway Park at the drag strip. And it was always, you know, secretive and everyone's out to get each other. And then when I ended up at the seeing people break stuff and like bring their car in, it wasn't like the end of the world. Like everybody was there to help. I just thought that was neat. I was like, okay, like it's not the end of the world if something breaks and there's people that want to see you out there driving because it's more fun than, you know, stuck in the pits. Let's see. Well, what would you say on a, on a sad note? What's your least favorite thing about the community? <sighs> be, be honest. I don't know. I don't, uh, I, you know, I'm a grassroots guy. The competitions, I think, you know, like, the stuff I didn't like about drag racing other people like the competitive I'm not out there to like Yeah, I'm not out there to screw anybody. I just want to go out there and have fun. Like, not that the comp dudes are out there screwing each other, but it's you know it's all games to win. So I'd rather just go have fun and have beers with the dude at the end of the day at the at the bar. No, that's fair. Yeah, we want to know how you got the name Sweet Lou. Uh probably that movie Grind. And just being named Lou, so I think it just kind of transferred over and never really went anywhere. I was, did, you didn't I think of I'm, it yourself, I, did I, you? No. <laughs> I've had multiple names, and that's just kind of, you know, stuck for, for a long time. That's funny. Um, I know we didn't ask this, but um, was the first time you saw drifting, was that at Club Lou's? Um... No, like I said, my friends in high school ended up with them, and they kind of introduced it to me. And, you know, you do the, the whole YouTube search and looking, looking up the DVDs and watching it. And then there was probably a few years where I was going to, like, FD events and other drifting things, and by coincidence, landed in E-Town and just, you know, never left. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, eventually it gets everything, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> you leave, we kill you. Uh, well, on that note, what do you love about Club Loose events in particular? Obviously, you're probably very biased, but. No, no, I've been other places and it, it's, it's good everywhere. But I mean, I like, you know, that I could load up the car, take my wife, go there, see all, all my friends. And I don't even have to drive my car to have fun there. Like, I don't have to worry about whatever. I could just see all my friends and that's enough there. It's the atmosphere is truly what those are for me there. That's sweet. That's awesome. We're getting a Julie to a Drift Kitchen event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I get over myself and I decide to let her go, oh she can drive gosh. by. Maybe. Oh, see? Taylor, I, I think uh, you can dig back in her Instagram. She, uh, Tim told her to drive her car. And she was doing donuts, like, pretty good in, <laughs> in like, 10 minutes. Really? She was, like, natural at it. <laughs> oh, <there's> a- <laughs> Oh. How do you do it, Sally? Well, yeah. At least it's not diesel for once. <laughs> Jules, you know, she, she was terrified of it at first. And I told I told her I was going to take her down on grid to hang out. But she had to have her helmet on. And I forget who was working grid, but I just like looked at him from across the way and gave him a thumbs up and just went and didn't even give her an option. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I'm as bad as I thought. So um, she was hooked from day one. So, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot to tell her that uh, Jay Wang was right behind me. She wasn't too fond of you know his noisy V8 right next to her. Um, yeah. What do you, What do you think, Jules? When do you uh, want us to be having with these girls? Oh, when you give me your fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just kidding. When you, you want to share it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get her into the seat this year. That'd be nice. Yeah. And Lana. You can take my car whenever you'd like. You hear that, Jewel? What's that? Taylor said you can use her car. Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not as much fun, but. No, I totally When are we, uh, we got to figure out a day to get you girls to. To start tandeming and figuring that out the track. Yeah, Ooh. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Thank you guys. You can't see I'm like geeking over here. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys okay? They're like sweating right now. <laughs> Good thing you can't see our red mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giddy. No, that would be awesome though. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I feel like I feel like we could do a really good job because we've done so many road road trips together, and like you said, you're like, oh, I know when you're gonna change lanes every time. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are like mentally in sync now. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what it comes down to. I mean, um, I think one of the really good examples you can see the dudes that drive together all the time. How well they drive together is you just know what your buddy's gonna do. It's like Seb and Marley and Wes all grew up together liking cars and like when they, they're all on the track together, it's, you know, it's pretty awesome to watch because they're just going for it and then what's going to happen. Yeah, I noticed some of you guys tend to like pair up <laughs> with others sometimes more. Well, that's, you know, 
that's like a big like tip, I guess, for tandeming is setting your car up the same as your buddies. So like that's like half the blood All our cars are pretty much the same gearing tire size or all set up to work with one another. TJ and Zach are perfect example. Their cars are identical. So when stuff works, it works really good. You don't have to get a 240. <laughs> I'm down to get a 240. I mean, you can just do the gearing. I mean, just figure it out to where wheel speed's all the same and things match. Taylor that's, you know, that's where Tim comes in the spreadsheets. Yeah. All right, what diff do you do recommend for a stock K? I know that is a huge topic among everybody. I think I'm biased. I'll say 4.6. Because I've seen it work and used it. But it all depends on the track you're setting up for. I mean, what wheel size and, you know, that's where the spreadsheet and, you know, all the calculations come into play. But all of our cars are set up to run third gear, so. Yeah, we heard about that. That Tim's the spreadsheet guy. And, you know, master spreadsheets. <laughs> I think I saw a graph one time. I was like, whoa, you guys take this really yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> very good at it. Yeah, no, it's funny. I do feel like staying in third made a bit of a difference, but I only got to really drive it for one event, so I feel like I haven't really gotten a chance to, like, I don't know. It's just that one less thing to worry about. You put the car in that, that drive gear and then just worry about steering the car. Like, it's funny to hear people go through the track and second, third, everywhere. Like, I, I don't miss those days. <laughs> the beginning of this episode is, like, super deep. We got, uh, <laughs> we got a little too high and um, really, really went a little crazy with it. We talked about parallel universes. Yeah. And emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's just really saying. Huh? Yeah. We're all just syncing up, I think. <laughs> sorry, Lou. I shouldn't have used that on you. No. Don't be sorry. What are you uh what are you girls looking forward to the rest of the year with this show? Oh man, you guys got a lot. You guys got an event with these guys. We have so many events this year and we're just um I don't know, we got a lot of different people that we're gonna be interviewing too and just gonna try to keep it going during the craziness of drift season. Now you're going to have to get like a portable set and do it at the track. I, I think we're going to end up like all being in different places and it's going to be It's going to be, be hectic because now Kim's moving to Jersey. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going to be on the road quite a bit this year. So we'll see What's what happens. What's that nonstop? events, you guys are pretty much on the go. Pretty much between that and then like making the merch and everything, I feel like we're we're just yeah nonstop. And you guys are probably gonna make it to a lot of club loose events too. Yeah, you guys got a pretty freaking full schedule. Can't wait to sleep in a tin box with you guys. It's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, can't wait to see everyone. Yeah, are you gonna be at the um, C class clinic? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, typically I try to make it to every event. 
cool. So if somebody who is listening to this podcast, um, yeah, did registration already fill for that? Uh, That's gonna be over by the time this airs, anyways. Oh no, it's not gonna be over. It's March thirteenth. Yeah. Wait, is it the clinic or the first event? The clinic. The clinic sold out four minutes. What? Dang. Yeah. So COVID's really fucking you guys up, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like that with all the big events. I mean, I think the biggest tip, if anyone, they should just subscribe or like, you know, put on notifications for the club Instagram. So mm-hmm. as soon as that thing pings, you should go that because it'll sell out right away. No, don't give them these tips because then we're not yeah, going to be able to get in. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, <laughs> that was the private message. <laughs> we're going to have to cut that part out. Yeah, yeah. 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 you're the editor. Should I? That seems mean. We should uh, give a very fair shot. That's business, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cutthroat business. <laughs> Delete it. <laughs> um yeah that's crazy no that's good for you guys seriously fucking people couldn't wait i'm like people are ready i feel like nobody's ever ready this early at least that's what i've noticed everybody's still rebuilding their well hopefully i know i'm not i'm not ready whatsoever no why i haven't looked at my car i haven't even looked at it you should probably go check on it I feel you, Lou. No. No, I don't want to. That's fair. Okay. You don't have to. I gotta help people. Is it at the track? Curious to see. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't have any room at my house to keep everything. What is it? I don't have enough room here to keep everything. Oh, well, that's okay. I'm going to be living that life. In a couple weeks. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, Kim. <laughs> Can't get stoned together until we do again. <laughs> I don't want to say a time or a place. I'm like, you know what? Let's keep that rendezvous a secret. Yeah, happens, happens. <laughs> yeah. Let's meet at this street corner at this time and get super stoned. <laughs> Taylor and I are gonna still hang out though. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> Great. You guys are gonna forget about me. I get it, the lock, it only has two sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, let's stop keeping them. Yeah, here. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll all right, don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Have Thank fun. You. All right, well, hope, hope you guys are on the show. What? I said I wish you guys the best for this show and you guys keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. I would say I would see you the uh, 13th or whatever the clinic is. Um, but I think that Chet's going to just go for the day. So I'll see you at opening move. So. Yeah, no, I'll be, you know, I'll be there. <laughs> I, think we'll both, I think we'll be at opening moves, right, Alexis? No. Oh, are I we mean... all going to be there? <laughs> No pressure, Alexis, but it sounds that, like you oh, should okay. be there. I'm going to come hang out. Cool. We're going to drive. Oh. Don't drive like... my car. Oh. <laughs> we'll definitely be there. We'll be there. Okie doke, Lou. Thank you.
Hey guys, I want to take a minute to introduce you to our podcast sponsor, Swivel Mount. Swivel Mount is a camera mount that swivels. It's made specifically for drifting. Why waste time bothering track workers to set up your GoPro mount? You can have one you don't have to worry about. You can place it on or off any car in seconds, making it easy to get great footage. Swivel Mount uses magnets to stay on your vehicle. Your GoPro won't fall off into the guy or girl tandeming behind you. I know for me personally, I like seeing how I progress over the events. Getting a chance to see the Swivel Mount footage is a way to study all of my runs. Swivel Mount helps capture sick footage, and you can get a custom colored flag to match your whole aesthetic. Go to www.theswivelmount.com and use code DK10 to get 10% off anything on their website. You would like to find Sweet Lou on Instagram. You can find him at sweet underscore Lou, which has three O's and a U. So say it like Sweet Lou. (laughs) Sorry. And uh, yeah, I think if you're listening to this and you're going to be at the Club Lou C-Class Clinic, definitely go up to him and ask for pointers. He doesn't bite. He is very sweet. Yeah, even at, even at <laughs> opening moves. <laughs> yeah. It's already sold out. Damn. What do you say, four minutes? Yeah, for the clinic. Jesus. It's probably going to be the same for opening moves. So, Taylor, you better get your registration in pretty quick. <laughs> God. I mean, I did drive my car a couple weeks ago, so at least it runs. Good, yeah. good start. I don't think the knuckles are going to go in anytime soon. <laughs> That's okay. Um, All right, I'll be lucky if I do my spark plugs. Before, uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, lucky if I put fucking gas in the thing this <laughs> year. I think I still got a quarter. There you go. I think I did an oil change right before the season ended. <laughs> no, I did because it was going to be a new engine. But I think we put, I think we put the oil in. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You've got a few runs in, so hmm. I think we're good. Unsettling. Check it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they'll know we're just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Oh, yeah. My yeah. Whitmore, uh, Whitmore Weekly Wisdom this week mm-hmm. is to live your damn life and do what makes you happy. Have uh, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Not one. Mm-mm. You guys, we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> No, it's good. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>